0: To be honest with you, there's like hundreds of thousands of other motion driver studios that does what we do. And I think when you start to understand the why of why you're doing what you're doing, I think that's what makes you different.
1: Hi, I'm Joel Pilger, and you are listening to episode 68 of the Rev Thinking Podcast. Today is an interview with Guy Allen and Andre Foster at Motion Design Studio, First Fight. And our topic is the fight to leave a mark.
2: Welcome to Rev Thinking, the podcast for creative entrepreneurs who know the best way to deal with the future is to create it. This is the conversation between creative leaders and consultants discussing what it really takes to run a thriving creative business.
1: Hello, all you fabulous creative entrepreneurs out there. It is great to be with you. I'm Joel, your host, your guide, your fellow instigator on this journey to run a successful creative business. I'm really looking forward to sharing today's conversation with you. I got to sit down and chat with Guy Allen and Andre Foster at Motion Design Studio First Fight. Now they're a studio based in Detroit and they're only a few years old. And this is a bit of a maybe subject change for us because typically on the Rev Thinking podcast, we're speaking with more established firms, maybe larger firms. But this story you're going to appreciate because do you remember what it's like being in those early years of running your business? And what are the things that make you successful? What are the obstacles that all smaller or up-and-coming firms have in common? Well, you're gonna hear about some of those things as we talk with Andre and Guy. And I think it's it's such an int- interesting Conversation because it reminds me how, when every firm starts, when every owner says one day, you know what, I'm quitting my job or I'm going to leave the freelance game, I am going to go out on my own, create my firm, pick a name, hang a shingle, whatever expression you want to use, and start your business. And there's always this interesting moment when the owner is either pursuing fame or fortune, or freedom. And this is, of course, to quote my uh, friend and business partner, Tim Thompson, his, uh, his three Fs. I'm not the only one who uses alliteration. <laughs> but, uh, you know, for many young owners, and you'll find out with Andre and Guy, their, their call, their deeper mission and purpose was they really desired freedom. But, of course, pulling that off and achieving that is quite another matter. There's this question of, well, what is it that you're truly great at? How are you going to create a message or what I call positioning and put it out there in the world such that potential clients really understand who you are and what you're about and what you're great at? And then once you've got that foundation laid, how do you actually get out there? How do you get those meetings? How do you build trust with potential clients? How do you share your expertise? And of course, continue to grow and evolve and produce great work and make money and all these kinds of things so this is in large part what we get into in the conversation with the guys at first fight so i welcome you to go to their website which can be found at firstfight.tv and i hope you enjoy my conversation with andre and guy at first fight so guy and andre what which of which of you has the best radio voice
2: I think he's better at everything than me, so I'm gonna th- I think he's gonna say himself.
1: And is that true? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, yeah, pretty much. Well, it's funny because you know I love to rib you guys about these killer headshots you have on your website. Well, I guess I should say in fairness, the killer headshot of Andre <sighs> with the cigar. And I know and guy, you're like, yeah, whatever. I'll find a cool shot at some point. <laughs> so now you're telling me Andre even has the cool pipes like he's got the voice and you don't.
2: That's what he says. I'm not. I'm. I'm not agreeing with any of this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna first say this. Um, good to chat with you. Obviously, uh, motion design studio based in Detroit. Um, do you guys describe yourselves that way, or is there a more crisp term? Do you call yourselves uh, animation or motion design, or what's the what's the quick word?
2: I think when when we started off, we were illustration based motion graphics, but now. I don't even know, we kind of do a little bit of everything. So
0: we want to be as versatile as we can. And I think animation is just one part of what we do, video, video production, post-production, all of that. All
1: right. Let's start off by doing what I call a little speed round where I want to ask six questions and you've got 26 seconds to answer all of them, which means you can give me a one word answer. You can give me a one sentence. So first of all, each of you give me your name and your title. My name is Andre
0: Foster, and I am the partner of First Fight Studio in Detroit.
2: I'm Guy Allen. I'm a partner as well at First Fight. And what
1: does First Fight do? What's the positioning?
2: Uh, well, like it says on our website, we're lovers, fighters, defenders of form and function. Um, we're a creative studio that helps brands hit above their weight with style, motion, and that knockout punch that we didn't see coming. mmm. <laughs> nice.
1: And what year did you guys launch uh, First Fight?
0: We actually launched in 2016.
1: Okay, 2016. So th- yep. you're in year three right now. Yeah. Yep, okay, cool. Turn three. And if you guys were going to name a recent favorite project, what would what would be one that you were like, oh, yeah, we recently did this thing and I just loved it? I would say StockX. Yeah. yeah. StockX.
2: Yeah, we uh, recently wrapped up for um, kind of like a explainer videos for them kind of uh, showing how their business works and their their pipeline for how they do things and it yeah. was a really fun really collaborative excellent process
1: could people check it that out on the website is it on the on yeah. the site yeah yeah that's okay, one sweet. of
0: the, um, the first uh, featured videos that we have on our website
1: all right so if you were gonna name a, like a word or a couple words of what's the number one thing you look for in an ideal client? Throw throw a couple words at me. Trust,
2: collaborative. Mm-hmm. Budget.
1: Wait, well healed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: is that? Did I just say that?
1: Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sixth and final question: What recent accomplishment in your business are you most proud of?
2: Hmm. Um, I would say internally, just uh, I feel like we're in a really good spot with our website. As you know, Joel, we've kind of gone through a process where we've been trying to shore things up, and I feel like uh, we're getting to a good spot where we know ourselves better, we know our positioning a little bit better now, and it's starting to reflect that on the website, which is good. I'm glad to have that done with.
1: Yeah, Nice, nice. And, yeah, you going to add something to that, Andre?
0: Yeah, I just think that we're in a better place in terms of where we want to go. Um, I think at one point we kind of hit a... Um, uh, kind of a plateau. Mm-hmm. So I think we have a, a better roadmap of what we need to do to kind of get to the point to where we want to go and how we want to scale up and who we want to go after and who we want to hire and uh, just to be a better studio and uh, just making cool shit.
1: Well, that's it's interesting you talk about that plateau because that's something I think is interesting to explore maybe um, in a minute because... You know, I know a lot about you guys because we, we went through this experience together where you were, went through my accelerator and we obviously spent whatever the past so 10 weeks or so in this in- intensive process. Yeah. And I beat you guys up pretty good. But um, for context, uh, before we get into some of that, I would just love to know when you think back to the day you launched First Fight, I always think it's an interesting question to ask. What was the original dream? right? Was it about fame or fortune or freedom? Those are often the three, one of those three, or sometimes all of those three. But tell me a bit about like when you launched, what was the big dream?
0: Andre, you want to go first? Yeah. I think for me, it was actually uh, all three. It was fame, fortune,
1: and freedom, but probably a little bit more emphasis on the the freedom part. And what does freedom look like to you? Does that mean... I get to sit on a beach and drink Mai Tais while everybody else does the work? Or is it more like <laughs> <laughs> freedom to work with who I want to work with and hire who I want to hire? Yeah.
2: What's,
1: what's freedom to you? I
0: think cre- freedom is for me is just like a more of a creative expression of what we want to show visually. And I think where we were at before, I think the ownership and uh, the place we were at was kind of going in a, in a little bit of a different direction.
1: So you guys were employees at a studio before you launched first fight. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 And you didn't have that control. And so to you, that was a lack of freedom that whatever the company was doing, the creative work that you were doing, wasn't aligned with what you wanted to create. Yeah. That's cool.
0: Yeah. Because we, you know, the, the way guy and I think we, we both kind of have the same aesthetic and I think we both know what looks good. We always used to. I remember it was a lot of days we used to look at ourselves. Like, man, I wish we can do this, and we could do we could do that. We were looking at different pieces that people would do, and would just look at it and be amazed at like how beautiful this thing looked. And like, man, we could do that, you know. Mm. So I think we got well, we got to a point where we really wanted to try to um, pursue that. Yeah, and so ultimately, that's what we did.
1: And you dared, we you did. dared to be so arrogant and brave as to launch yeah. your own studio. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, What about you guys? What was was it? Fame, fortune, freedom, all three. Um, what about you? It was
2: not fame or fortune. It was definitely freedom for me. I was, uh, you know, Andre and I were were good collaborators and and all that good stuff. But in the end, we we kind of wanted to make our own decisions as far as what we wanted to do and where we wanted to go and who we wanted to work with and how things should look. And you know, this was kind of our pathway to doing that. So we had an opportunity and we took it.
1: So that makes me want to ask this question because. Let's just say that there's definitely a common narrative that you'll hear from every corner of the world of, oh, starting your own business and running your own business is so hard. It's so much different than you expect. Is has that been true in your case? Cause what I'm gonna ask you next is what's actually been more awesome or better or greater? But like I'm just curious, what what's it been has it been harder than you expected or easier or what?
2: I think um starting it wasn't that hard but maintaining it and growing it and, and keeping it, uh, you know, fruitful. That's been the difficult part. Um, especially like now we have to do paperwork and stuff like that, which <laughs> we never did before. So like yeah. that whole side of it has, you know, we we had heard how difficult it is and we knew we're not, you know, we're not stupid. We knew it was going to be a challenge coming in, but it's definitely, it's definitely a challenge. For yeah. sure.
1: So let, let me unpack that for a second because I love the, practicality of what you just said, like ah paperwork. So what's the latest piece of paperwork or what's the piece of paper sitting on your desk right now that you're like, ah, crap, I got to fill this out or I got to deal with this. Give me an example.
2: Well, the thing that I'm dreading that's coming up is like figuring out, and I don't know anything about this, but I'm trying to figure out how we can set up like a 401k for our employees. And I am like, Not looking forward to that whatsoever.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, I feel your pain. (laughs) I will tell you, I think when I was running my studio, I set up a 401k when we crossed over 15 people, I think, or 18 or something like that. Yeah. But it was a massive undertaking, Um, even though you have like a, well, yeah, I mean, you have a benefits (laughs) administrator and you have all these financial requirements and reporting requirements and stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah, maybe we should talk offline about 401ks, but that's, but that is a great, a great peek into the reality of running a business. You think, oh, yeah, those things just sort of show up 401ks. It's like, no.
0: Yeah. And you know what? uh, What used to drive me crazy, well, especially more so now, since we we know what it's like to run a business, even before we had our own business, I remember it was a lot of people that used to come to me and say, you know what? I think I'm going to start my own company. I'm going to start running my own business. And even back then, I knew that it was a lot of work involved in that. And now I really, really know how much work that goes into it. So now anybody who tells me that, I just want to stab them in the throat because, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: because, you know, they have no clue of what goes or, you know, or what's involved in that. It's a lot of, it's a lot of work and it's well, a lot Andrea, of stuff. Are you,
1: I think maybe what you're describing, so tell me more, because I think what you're describing is the difference between uh, ascending to knowledge or having awareness of something versus actually experiencing it and living it. Yes. Yeah, Because I can tell you, hey, Andre, when you do that, you're going to have all these responsibilities. It's going to be hard. There's going to be all this extra work. And you can kind of nod and go, yeah, that yeah. sounds really hard. And then when you're in it, you're like, wait a minute. This is hard right now. <laughs> like I'm having to stay up all night and figure out how to freaking start yeah. a 401k. Yeah,
0: yeah. And the stuff that you never really think about when you uh, – when you work for someone else and when you have your own business and you have employees and you're trying to be attentive to everyone that's working for you, these are the things that you have to think about. You have to think about, um, you know, whether or not they're happy, whether or not they're evolving, whatever, what, you know, whether or not they're growing to where they want to be. And then along with that, um, it's a bunch of paperwork we have to fill out, you know, like a guy was mentioning 401k, applications and stuff like that and trying to figure out how that's going to work with, you know, the studio. We have to figure out production or look at production reports and um, making sure that whoever we hire that they are doing what they need to do for us while they're here. So this is just, a, it's a lot that we have to look at.
1: All right. So you guys know this well, cause you've heard me say it many times, but it sounds like what you're saying is that there's this myth that I call it's all about the work. If we just do great work, everything else will take care of itself.
0: Yeah.
1: Would you agree that that is a a common myth? I mean, it sounds like you guys came into starting your own business wide-eyed. You knew that was already it wasn't that simple. But would you would you say to others that are considering this same journey, yeah, watch out. It's not just about creating a bunch of great work and everything else just happens.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's true. Um I think when we started we, we knew what this was going to entail for the most part, I think, but um, we still did kind of have that mentality of like, you know what? It just comes down to the work, man. But yeah, it, it's, that's a major part of it, but it's not the whole thing.
0: Yeah. I think the work just gets you into the game, but there's a whole, mm-hmm. uh, there's a whole nother side to this that you really have to be aware of. And it comes to relationships. It comes down to who you are as a person and, how well you can you can communicate with other people. Um, so it, it's, it's just, the work is just, and it, it's so funny because you're kind of brought up as a creative that it is all about the work. But I think once you start to own a business and when you start to get into the business part of it, um, you understand that there's so much more to that, more, more so than just doing good work.
1: Well, I loved what you said about great work gets you in the game because I would maybe finish that statement by saying, but it doesn't guarantee you're going to win the game. Right. Right. You're on the field. Great. And that's awesome. Yeah. But we want to win the game, don't we? Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We want to to win the Super Bowl, baby. So
1: that's right. Let's do this. So is there a story behind the first fight name? Because that's such a weird name. I thought it would be fun to just ask. um, Was there, was there a moment where you guys came out with that name and there's a sort of a little story behind it.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> when we um, decided to start this thing, we had a very small window to do that. Um, so we were, you know, we were getting all the paperwork. We were forming the LLC and doing the operators agreement and all that. And we're like, we got to come up with a name. And we, we went back and forth and we couldn't think of anything. So one, I mean, We did. We had a lot of good ideas, but we 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 couldn't agree on anything. Yeah, we
0: kept fighting. Yeah, so we
2: went to lunch with somebody, and he was like, "Oh, it's your guys' first fight," and that's we kind of all looked at each other. We're like, "Yeah, that could that could be our name. That'll work. Let's put it on the forums." So, you know, it it kind of started off kind of whimsical and funny or whatever. But there's. There was things that we liked about it. There's truth about us in that, you know, about, you know, good creative, great creative is worth fighting for. You know, what it
0: was is we didn't we didn't realize how good it was at the time because we like I mentioned, we were just trying to come up with something right then and there. And it sounded kind of cool at the time. And then later on, as we went through kind of like uh, a little bit of um, self-exploration, we figured that first fight is actually a pretty cool fucking name. So,
1: (laughs) yeah, well, it's funny because, you know, obviously I have insider, the insider story on the positioning work that you guys have done. And like, I'm so amped by this statement that's on your website of our pride is making world-class work that leaves a mark. You know, jump yeah. in and let's leave it all on the canvas. Right. That's so, it's so cool. It's so, has a personality and an attitude. There's a point of view that comes through there. Yeah. And I think what's refreshing is you guys, I think w- when you first, we first started working together inside uh, the Jumpstart context, you guys were sort of in that, does this name any good? Yeah. Or, you yep. know, and you were asking some of your peers, some of these other owners in the group, is yeah. this name any good? And people were like, no, I think it's cool. Go with it, Joel. Let me tell you. You started to un- when you started to unpack it. It became really kind of awesome.
0: We were so insecure about our name, man. I, mean, <laughs> we, I feel you. We, uh, I mean, we was a bunch of other names that we were thinking about, and um, one of which we really, really liked. And we found out that there was another studio that did exactly what we did. They had the same name, and they was like, mm. over friend." I think it was South Africa. Like, yeah, South Africa. It was like, shit. All right. All right. So let's, I guess we're going to stick with first fight. (laughs) I guess we're going to stick with first fight.
1: um, But there's something to be said that you, you went back to that name and you reinterpreted it in a way that was authentic to who you guys are. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: feel like a lot of um, the things that we talk about and, 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 things that we tie in with that name are very true to us and who we are. So in, through unpacking it and in discovery and the positioning and everything, it it it's become more and more true, which is awesome.
0: The the uh, discovery that we did with really about why we're doing this that really it, the, the name first fight really shine with us. Like okay, well we want to try to do something that's memorable. We want to do something that people are going to want to look in, you know look at time and time again. And, um, you know, we just want to leave a mark with what we're trying to say, what we're trying to do and show and everything else. And I think, I'm curious, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I'm just thinking on a, on a higher level. I think, um, I think that's everybody, that's what everybody wants to do. They want to leave something behind, um, that's going to make people remember them, you know, and have something that, um, People we can look at it and say, oh, so-and-so was here and they did this cool thing. And, and um, I think ultimately that's what it comes down to. You just want to make sure that you leave something behind um, that people are going to, you know, want to remember you by.
1: Well, that, that idea of work that leaves a mark, um, I think, you know, is such a cool point of view that you bring yeah. in, in your positioning. I'm curious just to hear from you guys. what What's this journey uh, been like for you of recent Where you were diving into all of this name and positioning and creating creating this language and this point of view for the world. What do you what's what's why is that important?
0: Um, guy, you want to answer that or you want me to go it? It's
2: important because it lays a foundation for who we are. It's it's supremely important. You know, doing all of this positioning and and self-realization and analyzation, it's it sounds like it's almost like the first time we we dove into it, it was almost like immaterial to me. Like, oh, okay, let's do this. You know, we sh- we we need to do this. People tell us we need to do this. But going through it, you really learn a lot about yourself and your company, and it and it gives you a foundation to grow from. It, it gives you a lens to see the world through. Right. Um, and that was something that we didn't have. We were just first fight before. Well, who is first fight? What does first fight stand for? What? what's our, our tone and our voice and our language. And now we know that. So what
1: does that now enable you to do now that you have that riddle solved?
2: We can grow. We can, one of the things, so talking about like we had mentioned briefly like plateauing and stuff, we kind of Mm -hmm. got to a point where we didn't know what was next. And now we do now that we have this language and this voice, we can attack social media harder. We can go and do outreach Um, we can make a newsletter, we can do all these things. We are you know, we're making a new reel that's got an actual, a vibe to it and a style and and explains who we are. So from that, so many things have, have happened and are happening.
0: And I think even with that language, we can translate that to our clients. You know, we can, we can say to them that, you know, this is what we're about. We want to do something that's going to be memorable. We want to do something that's going to stand out. Because, you know, to be honest with you, there's like hundreds of thousands of other motion graphics studios that does what we do. But the key is to, you know, make ourselves different than who they are and what's so different about us. And I think when you have a mission and when you have when you start to understand the why, of why you're doing what you're doing. I think that's what makes you different than, um, you know, those other studios. And I think our clients um whether it's past, present, or in the future, they're going to really start to see that.
1: Well, and you know that uh, that just makes me happy to hear you guys tell that story because I know it's true. Um, but hearing you firsthand talk about the the experience of creating that foundation and now being able to send that message out to the world to to potential new clients, but even even invite your current clients into a story that's that's true and interesting and has a particular point of view, I think has got to be cool. And of course I can't help but chuckle because I'm thinking if you get in the middle of a project and things are going sideways and the client's asking for too many revisions, you can always joke about, Hey, don't, let's not get into a fight over this. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, don't, don't go there. We'll, we'll take this to the mattresses. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, a lot of
0: times that's where we kind of fall back at our name because a lot of times we do kind of fight with our clients, but in a loving way. Uh, because ultimately, they know they know that we have their back, and we just want to make sure that we put the best product out there for them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, we see things that they don't see, so they need to start, you know, really trusting us more in terms of what we have to say to them and say, "Well, I don't think this is really working the way you think it works," um, because you know, we are we are we're good at what we do. We're we're the experts, and so. Think a lot of it is, is some, sometimes the fight is with, with them, but in a good way. It's, it's a good fight.
1: Now, has that been a transition? Because yeah. I hear you use one of my favorite terms there, experts. Yeah. Right? Like, this is the reason you're not called bend over and take it studios. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> because you do have a point of view. Right. I, you know, I know that I know you guys are experts, but have you come into that of late? Like, is, have you always been comfortable with that? Um, owning that and saying, yeah, we're experts and we have a strong point of view. And the reason you hire us is we're going to fight for great creative. Yeah. I think for me, it,
0: it, it took a while to really understand that, that we are the experts and especially when, because for me personally, I have like 20 years plus experience in, in the industry. So I, I like to think that I do know what what looks good and what works um, because I've dealt with agencies. I've dealt with clients. I've dealt with with everything from up, up, you know, up under the sun. So I kind of have a I like to think that I know what I'm talking about, you know. So I think when you go to a doctor's office, you don't tell the doctor, well, I don't think what you're telling me is like the right information. Well, Mm -hmm. the doctor will look at you like, well, you know, I'm the doctor. You do. You do know that. Right. So So (laughs) what about you guy?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Guy, has it, has it been, has that expert uh, status or orientation or mindset, is that new to you or have you always had it? Has it been a transition for you?
2: I mean, I've always had a sense of confidence, but I would say that I've always known that I'm an expert, I guess. I don't want to, you know, be too cocky or anything, but Where Andre and I came from, I do think that on some level we were looked upon as order takers or or risks, you know what I mean? So I did fall into a mindset of, you know what, I'm done trying to tell these guys what to do because ultimately no one's listening, you know? And that was one of the reasons we ended up leaving. And. it has taken me a while to kind of get, out of get out of that mindset and kind of get my groove back and be like, oh, you know what? I do know what the hell I'm talking about, of course, you know? So um, we've always, I don't think that we've ever been afraid to tell the client anything, but it's definitely not something that we practice as much as we do now, you know?
1: Yeah, right. And ha- has that been scary at times? Has it been like uh, any surprises that you've, you look back now and say, wow, you know, we, I, uh, we sort of flexed our muscles and uh, and the clients respected it.
2: I would say it hasn't been scary because usually when it happens, it, it, we've never really had pushback. Usually they're like, oh, yeah, you know what? That's cool. You're right. I think you're right. Go ahead. You know, we haven't ran into too many issues, although um, recently we were working on a project. I was working on it and Andre was kind of, you know, like looking at things from the outside. And I was trying to do something a certain way because the client had asked for it. And Andre was telling me, I don't think that's going to work. And I was like, dude, I got to at least show them because this is what they want. And, uh, we ended up showing it to him and they were like, you know what, do we even need that? Like, I don't think they need that. And, and, when the meeting was over, Andre came up to me. He's like, remember, we're the experts. I was like, you know what? You're right. I should have never even shown it to them. We should have just gone with our gut and what we thought looked right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just showing it to them because that's what they wanted.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you need to do that for the yeah. sake of the client feeling heard. But
2: right. there's
1: also times when you say, hey, I know you asked for X, but I'm actually going to show you why, because this is why you hired me. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's a little bit of getting used to, but for the most part, it's been it's been good.
1: Well, sometimes a client, I think
0: just I, I think most clients just feel like they have to say something because if they don't say anything, they probably won't feel like they that they're not doing their job. So um, depending on who you're dealing with for this, uh, whether it's a producer or art director, they're always they're almost programmed to give you some kind of pro, you know pushback.
1: Uh, well, have you have you ever heard of the strategy, the red herring or sometimes you intentionally present something that has a little flaw in it or a typo so that the broadcast producer or the art director or the copywriter somebody can go ooh Ooh, uh, you you need to, you know, that the, the kerning on that is not correct. And you're almost like, Oh, thank you. We'll fix that. Your contributions are so valuable. (laughs) And I sound like a total jerk right here because I've lived this life, right. Of 20 years of clients and, and managing this whole, like, okay, you got to get your scent on it. I get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is part of the reality of how you help clients it's like, yes, I want your input. Of course, I want your feedback. But when you give me bad ideas, I'm going to find a really polite or political way Mm -hmm. to to be like, to make you think you've contributed, but actually do what's right for the project.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, it's fun to hear you guys navigating that where you are, because I think I would say, you know, thinking of all of the different studios I work with that most don't cross those types of, I should say, they don't navigate those types of issues in those first three years it takes some time just yeah. to build that up. And uh, so I love that you guys are making a lot of progress quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank so you. do you feel like this plateau that you mentioned earlier, do you feel like you've, you've overcome it? It's in it's in process. What, like what's, what's next now that you're, you feel like you're maybe breaking through this, this season that you were, I don't want to say stuck in, but maybe those early years.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that, we're in the midst of overcoming it right now. Um, quick plug for Jumpstarter, but, you know, it was, uh, w- like I said, we got into a point where we were in that early creative season and we kind of hit, we found ourselves in a zone that we we couldn't get past in growth, in business, you know, getting people in here, that yeah. type of thing. And I think that, you know, we we were listening to your podcast and we heard about the Jumpstart program and we decided to do it. And I think it, I mean, it really helped us out a lot and I feel very positive about where things are going. The next couple of months for us are going to be pretty big, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think
0: the space that the, that we were in, we were definitely in a, in a good space. Um, but we were in a, a, a comfortable space. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, that's not really a safe space to a, a safe space to be in. And I think, um, we knew we wanted to get to the next level and we knew that we wanted to try to scale up and become a bigger company, but we just didn't know, we didn't know the. we didn't have a roadmap. We didn't have the tools to figure out how to get to that. And we just didn't have the right language. We didn't have the right mentorship and everything else that we needed to try to get to that point. And I think, you know, going um, through the course with you and trying to figure out how to go about doing it, I think we have a clear, idea of what we need to do, you know, to get to that point.
1: Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm honored by that feedback. Um, I think what I would say as a, as a theme or a concept to that idea is the value of outside experts. Yeah, you know, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily me, but yeah. anyone that can bring you perspective can speak to you, uh, because most small business owners don't get together and, and compare notes, especially within a unique Niche or vertical, right? Like motion design, yeah. right? Because if you go to a, a business group and say, "Oh, we're going to learn from other business owners," you're not going to learn a lot from a lawyer or a dentist or some guy who sells shoes, yeah. because they're going to look at you and say, "Wow, your business is so weird. Yeah, I don't exactly. know what to do with you." Was there was there also a value in in having a group of peers as you went through that that process, going through the accelerator course? Did you did you find those perspectives valuable as well? Oh yeah, yeah. I think um,
0: it, it was it was awesome to have um, other studios uh, kind of go through the same thing that we were going through, <laughs> and uh, it was kind of fun too to see that we weren't as bad as we thought we were <laughs> when we started listening to some of the stories that some of these other studios
1: were going through. Like, wow, they really suck. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Bad in terms of, like, positioning. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I think
1: that you're right, though, because, I mean, I'm not going to name names, but sure. There's people that are, um, like, weaker than you are in certain areas. Yeah. And then there's obviously people in the group that you look at and say, man, they're totally killing it. But being able to talk with them, compare notes uh, and so forth in those Q&As and other things that we do. Yeah, Um, yeah. I think that's always, it's just always nice to know I'm not, I'm not alone. Everybody else is dealing with this and here's how he solved it. Here's how she's solving it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was great. That was probably one of my favorite things about doing, doing the entire endeavor. Um, We had people from all over the world and from, you know, larger companies to smaller companies, everybody was kind of struggling with the same stuff. And it was, it was just good to get everybody's feedback and opinions and share with people.
0: I think what did it for us too was that once, um, because I think even at the time when we took the course is we were still kind of like up in the air about our name. And I think once we started dealing with these other studios all over, they were really like, Hey you know, your, your name first fight is pretty cool. Yeah. Man, I mean, yeah, I like first fight.
1: <laughs> well, I, is it, I, I, you made a great point there. Uh, you made a great point guy about the, the international aspect. Cause mm-hmm. I find that really, for me, it's personally gratifying having studio owners from around the world but what's it like for you guys when you're hearing wow this guy in singapore is dealing with the same issues these two guys in sydney are dealing with this issue i mean so on london exactly right this this yeah. this group that we just graduated that's um what's that like
2: it's awesome it feels good to know that we're all in the same boat it, it kind of uh i guess whether it was international or not but it, we had our own little group and our own little brother and sisterhood which was pretty neat and it was just yeah it was fun to see everybody kind of working things out you know and how other people dealt with these issues and stuff like that so
0: yeah, and I think the other thing too is that we really I think all of us collectively figured out that this is a business and I think a lot of the people that we were in it was re, it was usually creative people who were starting the business, which is like who we are and I think what they what they found out is the same thing that we found out is that Um, At the end of the day, this is a business and there's a science to it. There's principles to it. The creative is only part of it. And I think the business part is really what kind of drew us together. Like, wow, you know, this is we got to really get into this and understand what this is all about. So,
2: you know what? Just to counter that, though, Andre, there was there were people in our group that were had been around for a long time and that were big companies and they were still having like these profound revelations right. and yeah. they were still going through the same problems where it was almost just on a different scale
1: yeah
2: and that was true. super cool you know that was yeah. good to know meaning
1: yeah. meaning meaning you know, these guys that look like they should have it all figured out they even they don't have it all figured
2: out yeah, yeah. nobody nobody's got it figured out you know, yeah. we've got a roadmap. I don't think I don't I don't know if anybody's ever going to have it figured out, but we've got a roadmap now, and we know how to deal with things. So yeah. you know, it's 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 been all good.
0: And you know, the one thing that really stuck out in my mind um, during this whole exploration is um, I think David Baker um, mentioned it to you, Joel. And I, and I don't know if it's something that you is something that you read from him, or um just a conversation that you had with him. Was mm-hmm. that? Um, the more creative a, a studio is, uh, the less likely it is to be successful as a business, and that really stuck with me. And at the time, I didn't really understand. I'm like, "Well, how could that? How could that be?" <laughs> and then uh, once we went through this whole process, I really understood like how that could be.
1: Yeah, that that if I remember that quote correctly, he he dropped that on the, the uh, podcast that I I did with him when I interviewed him. And he, he was a guru of mine um, back when I was running my studio. Yeah, He's not really in our space. But yeah, he's in that podcast, I think the line was, um, there seems to be l- little correlation between how creative a, a firm is and how successful they are as a business. In fact, there might even be an inverse right. correlation. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, I know this. I, I heard that and I was like, amen, brother. But if I think back to 10 or 20 years ago when I was – in your seat, yeah. you know, in your shoes, that would have made me pissed. <laughs> I would have been like, no way, dude, that yeah. is bo- bogus. Because like you said, how can that be? Because if we produce great creative, that means we're going to be a successful business. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I definitely know businesses that I would say they are super successful as a business, even though they produce really good creative. hmm but you'll you'll but the opposite is not necessarily true it's this is really weird relationship uh, there's just yeah. just such a difference between being a great creative and running a great creative business absolutely yeah so now thinking of that all right so when you think of that reality <laughs> and you think back to when i'll say this when you guys were starting your careers even when you were first starting to work in the industry if you were going to speak to your younger self What would you say or how would you give yourself advice?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would say relax. Because I think when you're young um, or when you're younger, uh, especially as a a creative person, there's a a high anxiety within you that you have. And you want to be, and especially when you see so many beautiful work around you and you feel like you have to be as good as that. And then um, I think it's a lot of pressure that you have on you. And I think what I will actually, as as I think about it, the more that I look back, the more that I look back on it, I would tell myself to relax and to tell myself that you have to learn how to follow before you can lead. And there's a process or there's like a maturation process that you have to go through. You have to learn as much as you can. You have to be nice, um, because believe it or not, a lot of people will Forget a lot of stuff about you, but the one thing that they won't forget about you is how
1: you made them feel. So yeah, that's the yeah. I'm I'm hearing that famous Maya yeah. Angelou yeah. quote there, which is such a brilliant piece of wisdom. Yes.
0: So don't be an asshole when you're young.
1: Yeah.
2: That's <laughs> right. Were you an because... asshole when you were young, day? <laughs> because <laughs> my young guy was not an asshole. <laughs> But um,
1: but still I'm sure you can think of some advice that you're gonna give to younger to younger guy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I would say uh get off your butt and start sooner, get serious sooner. You know, I never had issues working all nighters and doing all that good stuff, but I didn't I guess I never really it took me a long time to believe that I could be a business owner, and I have no idea why. Um maybe it was just immaturity, uh, but yeah, we've done it and here we are, anything's possible. So, I mean, I would have just started sooner. Do you think,
1: do you think maybe it's part of your, uh, background, your upbringing? Like, is there any entrepreneurial, uh, history in your, in your family?
2: There is, there is, but I don't know. I just, I never saw myself in this type of role. I don't know why, you know, I there is in always...
1: mine. There is in mine. You both have some entrepreneurial background uh, yeah. with, from your families and so forth. Yeah. My grandfather actually yeah. had a, um,
0: a security guard business. And at the time, yeah, it's so
1: interesting because, yeah, there's, there's something about people that come from a family background where everyone always had jobs, or it, there was, there was a, a perception that the only way to be successful or to have security in life is through a job or this type of career path yeah uh those people tend not to make the leap that you guys have made, so it's just interesting to hear right but what were what were you, you going to say about your grandfather's business
0: well, I mean uh, you know at the time when you're young you just you just accept it as that's how things are like well, okay mm-hmm. well, my grandfather has a business um and you just see it as for what it is, and it's not until right. you get older it's like wow, he really he, really like he started a, that. Yeah, He started
1: that. And he ran that. How like that. Wow. Yeah. That must've been, there must've been a day when people were looking at him and saying, wait, let me get this straight. You just quit your job yeah. to go start a business. Are you nuts? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Especially here in Detroit, because, you know, there was a time where, you know, you would graduate from high school and you go work for one of the big three, you know, you go work for a GM, mm-hmm. you would go work for, um, uh, Ford or, or or Chrysler, yeah, sure, and, and make a good living at you know doing that. Um, so entrepreneurship here in Detroit wasn't that big, I don't think. So for him to have that business back then and um, and to be successful at it, it, it's kind of funny now. Now that I look back on it, um, I, I kind of wish I would have told him, you know, how proud I was of him to have that. Um, mm-hmm. But especially now, since we, we have our own business, I can kind of see all the different stuff that he was probably going through and mm. to be able to manage all of that um, and then still raise a family and support a family and everything else. So,
1: Yeah, he d- deserves major kudos, yeah. especially just considering, yeah, like you said, that point in history and in time and in, de- and in de- Detroit, you know, I think maybe what he accomplished is really even more greater and more significant than most people might realize. Absolutely. that's yeah. interesting. My dad, my dad was an airline pilot his whole career, but he was always trying an entrepreneurial thing on the side and he did several different things. And he always had this thing when he told me, you don't want to be an airline pilot. Cause it's boring. <laughs> I just, I'm, he's like, I'm a, i am I get paid to basically drive a bus in the sky.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Andre, is this crazy? You know uh, what? We <laughs> had the same we conversation.
1: <laughs>
0: Joe just
2: had a conversation about this.
0: Let me really? tell you every time I get on a plane I always I'm so amazed by by pilots because I know I know if it was me I would be ultra nervous I would like I don't know if I'm going to land this plane right <laughs> I don't know if sure. I'm going to land this plane right or or you know I have all these people people's lives on my hand and the the fact that you can you can do something like that and treat it as just like it, you know, like an everyday job and just think really nothing of it. Or, you know, as you say, kind of treat it as like you're driving a bus in the sky. It just, <laughs> it just fascinates me because to them it's, it's just an, like an everyday thing. But for me, it's just it's so amazing to see something like that. So,
1: well, my dad was, was, he was giving me a really incredible gift when he told me that because he wasn't actually dissing on uh, pilots or the airline industry. Cause it was, it was fantastic for you know, our family and, and on so many levels, but what he would then say in the next sentence is, no, you're going to do something amazing. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm getting choked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, uh, he was like, no, you're going to do something amazing because you're a, you're a creative and you're an entrepreneur and yeah. you know, you're, you're going to do something much bigger and more, more interesting with your life. Right. And that was, that was a gift. Cause I didn't even know what that meant, but he was giving me permission to go figure it out. Yeah. And it sounds like you both have some of that history in your families as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we
0: do. Yeah, my you know my mom, uh, she used to like brag about me all the time, and at the time I used to hate it because <laughs> I'm like these people don't care that I can draw, you know these people don't care mm-hmm. that I can do this, you know. But she was, just and she used to always tell people that you know one day he's gonna he's gonna be famous.
1: <laughs> there it is watch. fame, fortune, and freedom, right? right? Yeah. She saw it. She saw it.
0: But you know, it's funny because I think as a parent, you need to put that. That on your kids, you need to put that standard on their, you know, that high standard on your kids and just like ordain them to be great, because whether they realize it or not, their life starts to follow that path,
1: whether they not realize you, it or not. you know. So, Do I, you guys do you, either of you have kids? Yeah, I have.
2: Yeah. Guys, on, I have two kids. I have a f- almost four year old and a seven year old. And I have a I have a grown kid. Um,
0: She's 20, she just turned 25 um, back in March. Amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this experience of uh, sort of dreaming your dream into them and seeing them uh, blessed by, by that energy and that enthusiasm, you see things that they don't see yet.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So let's, let's, uh, I have sort of one final question I think might be good to, uh, for us to discuss as we, as we wrap it up. And that is. What about the future gets you excited in terms of where you're heading, what's next, where you think this is going, not just in terms of a business, but even in terms of your career and your and your life?
0: I think for me, it's just the different challenges that we're going to have uh, going forward and what that's going to make us into. Like, I, I would love to see the Andre from like five years from now. Like, what what is that going to look like? Hmm. Uh, or what is he going to to look like um, in terms of like a business owner, as far as a man, a person, um, family man, all of that.
1: Not to mention ten or twenty years from yeah, now, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, and it's to me it's but, exciting. It's just you know because the, what we do, we every th- every day is a little bit different. Every week is a little bit different, and that's what keeps it, keeps it exciting. Um, all the different challenges that is, that's going to come to us. And it's just going to make us a better, um, better studio, better, better business owner, all of that. I'm just, I'm just excited for that.
1: And what about you, Guy?
2: I mean, he he's Andre just said it. You know, I, I'm excited to see all the trouble we can get ourselves into, and all the <laughs> sticky situations, and how we can handle them. And Sad. you know, all we, we always make things turn out right. You know, so it's going to be fun to see that, and also see this place grow. One of the, one of my favorite things is when we're busy and the studio's full and there's tons of people in here and the animators are animating and everybody's doing their job and the place is humming. That is fun. And I want to see more of that. That it's, it's one of the best feelings, you know, when you can like look out your window and be like, wow, well, look what we've done. You know, we put this yeah. thing together. So I'm looking forward to that. More of that,
1: man. You know, that makes me want to say,
2: yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so cool because
1: <laughs> I, it's funny, I'm literally getting goosebumps, as you as you told that guy, because I remember that feeling of like, I've built something, and there's like this stage where all these people are performing, the animators are animating, the editors are editing, Yeah. yeah. the office assistant is assisting, I yeah. mean whatever all that is, right? <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: um, but you're yeah. right, when you build that machine, and you're like, man, we're producing killer work, we're making good money, My my team is satisfied because there's you know, work to be done. My clients are happy and excited. I mean, that's a, that's, that's a cool, it's a cool story. It's a good life. Yeah, it
0: man. is. It is. What it makes you realize is that you're, you're actually living your dream, you know, mm-hmm. as a, as a creative entrepreneur. Um, and that's what you fight for. And that's what we fight for, you know, try to get to that dream.
1: Well, that's a perfect bookend since you just like worked in your name. there again.
2: <laughs> It doesn't get any better than that
1: no it is it's great and you're right that is that is that is the dream and and I I love that you guys get it you recognize it and that you're able to enjoy it in the moment uh, and celebrate it and I'm going to uh, I'm going to continue to cheer you on from where I sit and look forward to seeing all the all the success and cool trouble as you said guy that you guys can get into
2: in the future <laughs> yeah awesome thank you Joel <laughs> been listening to the Rev Thinking podcast. For more information on upcoming accelerators, events, or to learn how RevThink advises creative entrepreneurs like you, connect with us at RevThink.com.